Hey, are you taking care of business? Well, hey, pay attention to our opening song. We're going to be breaking it down in this once-a-year tradition of In Between Christmas and New Year's. Do you love your work? Do you think it's possible? Well, you're about to find out. It's time for 48 Days to the Work You Love with Dan Miller on the 48 Days Online Radio Show. Whether you need a professional tune-up or a work overhaul, this is the program for you. Now, here's your host, Dan Miller. All right, you hear that song every week, Taking Care of Business. We're going to kind of unpack that today in a once-a-year tradition kind of go back in the history of that song, why we still use it, and also to give you some tips about licensing for photos and songs. You need to be careful, but you can get her done if you want to get her done. Well, this is Dan Miller. This is the 48 Days Radio Show, where each week we take about 48 minutes. Today will probably be a little shorter than that. We're just going to do a holiday version here. Just got three things I want to share with you, and we're going to save the questions that have been pouring in for the new year. We'll be breaking those down again starting next week. But here are the three things that I want to look at today. I want to look at the story behind taking care of business. Then I've got a couple Christmas good news stories you're used to hearing those. And I want to share those because they do relate to Christmas. And then I'm going to play for you the entire Taking Care of Business song. Now, what you hear at the beginning of the podcast each week is just a little snippet. I'll tell you how I got that. But uh, we're going to be listening to the whole thing at the end, and I'm leaving it till the end. So if you don't want to listen to it, you can opt out then. But it's a pretty cool song. Well, our quotation today comes from, now this comes from an anonymous Christmas donor. I'll tell you the story of who he is, or at least as much as we know about him. But this is a quotation where he says, kindness is a bridge between all people. That's a pretty cool quotation just to have here at the end of the year. Kindness is a bridge between all people. Well, we've seen seen that played out. So the call to action then is to whom can you show unexpected kindness today? I got a free resource for you. Every week we got some kind of a free resource. This is 10 quotations to keep you motivated toward your dream. Again, being right here at the beginning of the year. God, it's nice to have a, a quotation. I've got in front of me here where I stand at my computer, I've got inspirational quotations, scripture, things that inspire me. I mean, one that's kind of a theme of our mastermind, walk with the wise and become wise for a companion of fools suffers harm come from Proverbs 13, 20. Well, so you can get the quotations that I recommend to keep you motivated toward your dream. Go to 48days.com slash motivate. That'll give you those quotations, 10 of, you to, 10 of them to get you started for the year. Again, 48days.com slash motivate. First, I want to thank everybody, all of you who have sent cards and gifts. I mean, Joanna and I truly appreciate your generosity and expressions of gratitude. We've gotten lots and lots of candy, fruit, gift cards to restaurants. Boy, we went to P.F. Trang's the other night, had a beautiful dinner. Gift cards somebody sent us. We got cards for Cracker Barrel. Of course, lots of cards for Taco Bell. That's a standard. Chick-fil-A. People know that I take my grandkids to to Taco Bell because they're a vegan, vegetarian. It's an easy place to go. So we got lots of those. We've gotten books, jewelry, eagles, plaques, and more. But again, thank you to all of you. We appreciate your gratitude. Well, last night, Joanna and I were watching the 2002 movie, Two Weeks Notice, with Hugh Grant, Sandra Bullock. It's just in between 
holidays here. We were just relaxing, scanning through Netflix. So we came up with that movie. Cute movie. We had watched it before years ago, but it was delightful to watch it again. And I heard in the background a couple different times the intro music for Taking Care of Business. Now, Taking Care of Business is the theme song that I've had at the beginning of this podcast ever since it started. Now, the song came out in 1973. This is how a great song, a great book can just live on and on. It's timeless, taking care of business. I'll I'll read you some of the lyrics here in a little bit. But it came out in 1973. That's 46 years ago. 46 years ago. Now, there's even updated versions. There is a, uh, there's a Christmas version. Check this out. I got just 48 seconds. This is Randy Bachman, the original singer of Taking Care of Business. But Randy Bachman, Beverly Mayhood did a Christmas version. I don't have the whole thing. I don't want to play the whole thing, but I want to give you just a little bit of it. Check this out. It's that time of year again to get some paper and a pen and write your Christmas letter to St. Nick. special toys under your tree and he'll be taking care of christmas every day taking care of christmas in his sleigh taking care of christmas and doing it right merry christmas to all and to all a good night well i love to hear an old song just continue to have legs uh good songs good books do that a lot of them just continue on and on i didn't realize frankly, that that one was 46 years old. I know I've enjoyed it for a long time, a lot of you as well. But that's funny how it shows up in movies again and again, or you'd be walking through the mall and you hear it. I mean, it's just out there everywhere still. Well, Randy Bachman was a member of the Guess Who when he wrote that song. He had an original song that was called White Collar Worker. And uh, that was the song that now is taking care of business. And um, his band members said, geez, what you've got there, the music, the lyrics is way too much like a Beatles song. If we ever put that out, they'd sue us. So it was just kind of on the background. And one night, you know, those infamous kind of times when the lead singer, Bachman Turner Overdrive, said he needed a break. And they were trying to come up with something to fill in. And... Bachman had just heard, Randy Bachman had just heard somebody say, just in a mall setting, they were walking through, talking about taking care of business. So he just quickly replaced the words of white collar worker and put in taking care of business. Well, that went on. They have played that many, many, many times. Uh, He has his own podcast where that's his theme song as well. In 2011, Bachman said it was the most licensed song in Sony Music's publishing catalog. That's the way it's used. Well, let me tell you a little bit of my history with taking care of business. I moved to podcasting from being on terrestrial radio. So I had been on radio, WTN here in Nashville, 100,000 watt station, same one, Dave Ramsey, Rush Limbaugh, people like that were on. So I had been on there. Uh, Joanne was on for a couple of years with me. And then kind of my buddy, Tim Knox was on for a couple of years with me, but I was on for six years on radio. Well, on radio, they have a licensing agreement. 
usually with ASCAP or BMI. Those are the big licensing agencies. So you can play any kind of song you want to in a radio. When I moved to podcasting, I was out from under the umbrella of the radio, and I really missed having access to that song that I used to play at the beginning of my radio show, Taking Care of Business. So I contacted ASCAP or BMI, the big licensing agencies. This was back in 2009 when I started on the doing doing the podcast, moved from radio to podcasting. I discovered this magical word of, world of podcasting and told the radio guys, man, I'm done. I'm out of here. I don't want to come down to your crappy little studio anymore. I'm going to do it from home, do it when I want to, and have people all around the world listening instead of just people in three states. So it was a really cool move, and I've never regretted it for a nanosecond. Our audience has continued to grow exponentially. So ASCAP and BMI said, geez, they don't know how to handle that. You know, all I want is just a little snippet of one song. So they suggested I contact the publisher, which is Sony. So Sony is the publisher of that song, which is if you want a song, that's who you go to. You don't go to the artist. You go to the publisher. They have the rights to the song. So I went to Sony and said, gee, this is what I want to do. Now, this is the biggest music company in the world. And I'm one little guy, you know, working out of a cow pasture here in Franklin, Tennessee. We went back and forth. I talked to attorneys in New York and Los Angeles for over four months. And I just kept pushing because I was so determined to set a precedent so I could pass that information on to you guys who keep asking me, you know, how do you do this? So I finally got that done. All I wanted was 58 seconds at the beginning and 38 seconds at the end. You know, that's what my licensing agreement is, which gives me an average of 48 seconds. Just thought about that. So they suggested that, uh, you know, we could make this work. It was really laborious. You would have thought I was trying to purchase, you know, Apple Computer, the company or something with the complications in the legal agreements that were going back and forth. But on December 13th, 2010, I got a contract agreement to use that song on my podcast. I went through it. I crossed out major sections of it that did not fit for podcasting at all. Sent it back. Two weeks later, I got a clean copy done exactly as I had corrected for Sony and said, here it is, you know, pay us an annual fee, which I've done now every year. So every year, like I just did now at the beginning of the year for 2019, I've sent in my fee for that song. So I do have a a licensing fee. Now, that being said, yeah, I would caution you about using a song. Now, there are a lot of things still being figured out. There's no question about it. And I use sometimes little just snippets of songs. And I know it's a gray area. And if you use something, you know, just one time to kind of illustrate a point, probably nothing's going to happen. But if you use something over and over and over again, like I do, then certainly go through the process of getting a license. There are companies out there that can help you do that. There's a lot of songs or music for which you don't need a license. And there's a lot of music. I use a lot of music like in the audio programs that we create where I just pay a one-time licensing fee and then it's mine. But that does not include a well-known song. That's just music compositions. And I can buy those, you know, $30, $40, and I own it, and I can put it at the beginning of an audio CD or uh, some kind of a course introduction. So we do a lot of that. But if you're going to use photos or songs, be very careful Uh, Twice I've gotten my hand slapped using photos, just generic photos. You know, I have no idea where I found them, but uh, 
somebody claimed that they belong to a particular photographer. There are people who sit out there and just scan things that are online to find those. So be careful, but uh, be encouraged that if you really want to do some kind of licensing agreement, yeah, you can probably do that. All right. Now, taking care of business, here's the main phrase, the main intro that you hear. You get up every morning from your alarm clock's warning, take the 815 into the city. There's a whistle up above and people pushing, people shoving, and the girls who try to look pretty. And if your train's on time, you can get to work by nine and start your slaving job to get your pay. If you ever get annoyed, look at me. I'm self-employed. I love to work at nothing all day and I'll be taking care of business. And of course, they go through that at the end of the song. They go through just that one line, taking care of business 16 times. Again, you can hear that here when we wrap things up in a little bit. Well, the other um, the other main stanza in it is if it were as easy as fishing, you could be a musician. If you could make sounds louder, mellow, get a secondhand guitar, chances are you'll go far if you get in with the right bunch of fellows. People see you having fun, just a lion in the sun. Tell them that you like it this way. It's the work that we avoid, and we're all self-employed. We love to work at nothing all day, and we'll be taking care of business, and it goes on and on and on. So, you know, <laughs> the song lyrics are funny. Living here in Nashville, you know, we have access to lots and lots of country songs, and boy, a lot of times it's just kind of telling a story. Uh, this one is like that, but something about that music, that bam, that piano beat that you hear in it, it just has kept it going all these 46 years, and we're proud to continue using it as I continue to use it. I've thought about changing it. Of course, we have other music, the 48 Days you know, Stuck in a J-O-B that people have created for us. We have a lot of those things. We use some of those as the ending music these days, but I still like to come in strong with that, taking care of business. It just has such an accurate message for what we want to do here on the 48 Days radio show. All right, a couple good news tips, and we'll wrap things up. Here's a story about a dying 86-year-old who bought 14 years' worth of Christmas gifts for his two-year-old neighbor. Now, this is, boy, this is somebody who was thinking ahead. I don't like this guy, even though he's no longer here. Ken Watson passed away in October, but a simple act of kindness that he performed before he died has already resulted in a lasting legacy. Ken Watson was the 86-year-old neighbor of the Williams family. Owen Williams and his wife first moved into their home in Barry, Wales, three years ago. And Owen says that he first caught a glimpse of Watson. Uh, he was up on a ladder. The family formed a fast friendship with Watson, which was further strengthened when they gave birth to their little girl, Katie, two years ago. Watson became a grandfather figure to the little girl, and every Christmas he made sure to give her a gift. After he died two years, two months ago, the Williams family was stunned when his daughter showed up at their house with a massive plastic bag. Inside the bag was 14 years worth of wrapped gifts that Watson had purchased for little Katie. Williams says, I kept reaching in the bag, pulling out more presents. It was quite something. Williams believed that Watson chose 14 presents because he always told him he was going to live to be 100 years old. And he died 14 years early at 86. So uh, the family, you know, put it out. They did put a, a thing out on Twitter asking people, gee, should they open all the gifts, see what they were? So they would give kind of a age-related gift. They finally decided they're not going to do that. They're just going to reach in every year at random, pull something out for this little girl and give her a gift from the neighbor 
who died, but gave her gifts for the next 14 years. Isn't that a cool story? Golly, oh, and people do things like that that are just thoughtful. Well, here's a secret Santa. This is, I love this story. It's kind of a reverse take on a given to the homeless. Here's a secret Santa allows a homeless man to experience the joy of giving. So an anonymous donor gave a homeless man $3,000 with one condition, that he give it all away. Now you can, you can do a quick Google search, you know, homeless man giving away money. You'll find it. It'll come right up. It's a cute little three minute video that shows this guy and what happened. But there's a wealthy businessman who anonymously gives away money during the holidays every year. I mean, he's known all over the country. He'll just show up and start handing out hundred dollar bills. Well, he added a twist this year. He went to Phoenix and found a homeless guy, just kind of a nice you know, elderly Santa Claus looking guy. Anyway, Moses Elder is his name, but he's a homeless guy. And he he said, Hey, I want to enlist you, you know, to help me out. And the guy was all in for it. So he gave him $3,000 in hundred dollar bills. And then this anonymous donor told Elder told Moses to give away the money, whatever way he wanted to. He says, you know, and and he kind of talked about the idea that it's a myth that the homeless just take. He says, from my experience, the people with the least give the most of what they have. Now, he's the one from whom we got the quotation for today. Kindness is a bridge between all people. Now, in this video, you see this old homeless guy with his cardboard sign, you know, just doing what he normally does, trying to engage with people. And most people just walk by, you know, won't make any eye contact or anything. But it's surprising to see the people who do. And it is, I mean, there were, you know, a couple schoolgirls, a couple nuns, a guy who said, hey, I don't have much, but I can help you out with this, put in some change. And he turned out to be the dad of seven kids who wasn't sure how he was going to get gifts for even his own kids. But yet he gave. Well, the homeless guy stopped him and said, look, you know, your generosity is earned you this today. Here's a hundred dollar bill. And that star, the guy starts crying. There's a lot of stories like that. It's really a cool story. And of course, at the end, the homeless guy was given a significant amount of money from the anonymous donor as well to reward him for his part in this little experiment, but just interesting twist. And again, we see oftentimes that those who have little are the ones who are most generous in their giving. Joanna and I were in Chicago. I've talked about that Many times we go to Chicago to celebrate Joanne's birthday right before Christmas every year. And we always, because Joanne wants to give to everybody, we finally put a budget to that where I have in one pocket of my coat cash, five, tens, twenties, just whatever we budgeted for that year to give to the homeless so that she can give it all to one person if she wants or spread it out. But when it's gone, then it's gone. So we don't have that ongoing nagging feeling, gee, we ought to do more. So we decide in advance and it just has worked very, very well to do that. Well, this year there were not nearly as many homeless on the sidewalks. I mean, I really don't know why. I mean, we gave generously to those that were there. But uh, there just didn't seem to be as many. For one thing, the weather wasn't very severe. That might have had something to do with it. The weather was, weather was pretty mild. I mean, we, we walked up and down the streets rather than taking cabs or Uber because it was so pleasant out. It was just, God, I don't know, a couple of days it was in the 60s, but it was in the you know 40s and 50s. It just wasn't bitter cold. So that may have had something to do with it. But we really had a challenge trying to give away what we had budgeted because we didn't see that many people who were out. 
uh, well, there are certainly other ways to do that, and we've tried to be generous in those ways as well. Hope you have as well. I know that um, many of you are generous. Uh, we're the recipients of that. I mean, we see people who give to us in just really generous ways, and we want to uh, return that as well. We have the pleasure of giving to people a lot during the year, and um, certainly just part of what we do. Uh, being in business is not, taking care of business is not just about taking. It's not just about making money. It's about being engaged with people and helping people move forward with their lives. And a lot of times that means giving generously without expecting anything in return. Well, Mark Ross, one of our 48 Days coaches, sent me a note. Just recently said there, the big free three, and he's reminded about this time of year, the big free three that can enhance lives, whether rich, poor, or somewhere in the middle. And those are laughter, music, and nature. I thought, wow, that's really cool. You know, we can we can enjoy those. Laughter, music, and nature. So I hope you're taking advantage of the big three that are free, even if you don't have the funds to get the things that you had hoped to get this time of year. Hey, we're going to wrap it up right there. Now, the, the ending, this song is, it's almost five minutes long, the whole thing. So we're going to stop with that, just a holiday version of the 48 Days podcast here. If you've got questions, certainly send those in to askdan at 48days.com. We'll get back to your amazing questions. Got a whole bunch of them in the queue. Things about writing, coaching, podcasting, other things, being in business, getting jobs, doing resumes. Those questions are backing up in the queue. I'll start unpacking those here again next week. But wanted to do just a quick holiday version. Hope that you've had a wonderful Christmas and that you're looking forward to an amazing new year. So here we're going to wrap it up with the entire version of Taking Care of Business. Hope you enjoy it. And yes, you're going to be hearing it every time we start the podcast in 2019. Thank you.